during my time in uh, college, I spent my summers working up at uh, Camp Lookout. And it uh, seemed like every year our director, Don Washburn, would have a different initiative. For example, one year he was all about composting. And so after every meal, we'd have to separate the, the trash and things we couldn't compost and all the scraps of food and go and compost after every uh, single meal. And then uh, the next summer, Don decided he was going to expand on that. And we we're going to have a community camp lookout garden, a vegetable garden. And, and so Don got ready uh, before the summer started. He had the, the land prepared. He had the soil tilled. He had the, uh, the seeds all planted. And so by the time the campers arrived, we had a, a pretty large garden. We had squash. We had zucchini, green beans, and we had a ton of corn, a lot of corn. And uh, the only problem was that our, our staff was so busy um, with all the duties at camp that we didn't have time to go and harvest the garden. And so um, a lot of these vegetables were starting to go to waste. And so our, our director, Don Washburn, was like, okay, this week we're going to have corn. We're going to go, staff's going to go pick all the corn you can. You know, get it all prepared, get it ready, take it to the kitchen. We're going to cook it up, and we're going to serve it uh, to the campers. And so he got all the corn prepared. We got all the corn that we could. And I think we've got a picture, maybe, I don't know, um, of these campers or our, our staff getting the corn. Yeah, that's all the corn, right? And so that night for dinner, Don announced to all the, uh, all the campers that we were going to have corn on the cob from our own garden here at Camp Lookout. Everybody cheered, we were all excited, and, and we got through the food line, and people were fixing their place. You're only supposed to get one cob of corn, but some of the campers were like looking around and sneaking another, you know. And it was great, we were so excited, but that, that excitement um, all of a sudden went away when we tasted the corn. I'm not lying when I say this was the worst corn I had ever tasted, and it was disgusting, it was awful. Uh, it turns out that we had planted the wrong corn. Um, people are supposed to eat sweet corn, but we had planted field corn, which is also known as cow corn. This is the corn that you give to animals, to livestock, and we give it to children. You know? <laughs> so these eight, nine-year-old kids are eating this corn, and they're spitting it out. They're going, yeah, this is gross. It was, it was just a complete disaster. All that preparation, all that time, all that work, just completely wasted. Um, now, I know that when I tell that story, it's a little bit corny. <laughs> so bad. So bad. But uh, there's a kernel of truth to it, right? Um, and it goes along with our scripture lesson so well this morning. So I want to invite you to stand as we continue our series, Mark My Words in the Gospel of Mark. We're, we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. Jesus began to teach beside the lake again. Such a large crowd gathered that he climbed into a boat there on the lake. He sat in the boat while the whole crowd was nearby on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. While teaching them, he said, listen to this, a farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell on the path and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. The sun came up, it scorched the plants, and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked the seed, and they produced nothing. Other seed fell into good soil and bore fruit. 
Upon growing and increasing the seed produced in one case a yield of 30 to 1, in another case a yield of 60 to 1, and in another case a yield of 100 to 1. He said, whoever has ears to listen should pay attention. When they were alone, the people around Jesus, along with the twelve, asked him about the parables. He said to them, the secret of God's kingdom has been given to you. But those who are outside, everything comes in parables. This is so that they can look and see but have no insight. And they can hear but not understand. Otherwise, they might turn their lives around and be forgiven. Don't you understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The farmer scatters the word. This is the meaning of the seed that fell on the path. When the word is scattered and people hear it right away, Satan comes and steals the word that was planted in them. Here's the meaning of the seed that fell on rocky ground. When people hear the word, they immediately receive it joyfully. Because they have no roots, they last only for a little while. When they experience distress or abuse because of the word, they immediately fall away. Others are like the seeds scattered among the thorny plants. They are the ones who have heard the word. But the worries of this life, the false appeal of wealth, and the desire for more things break in and choke the word, and it bears no fruit. The seeds scattered on good soil are those who hear the word and embrace it. They bear fruit. In one case, a yield of 30 to 1, in another case, 60 to 1, and in another case, 100 to 1. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So Jesus tells this parable, a sower goes out to sow. And this farmer throws seed out in every direction. He sporadically throws seed without any rhyme or reason. He doesn't do any of the standard agricultural practices of the day. He doesn't do what modern farmers might do. He doesn't carefully prepare the soil or taste, uh, test the pH balance. He, he doesn't prepare the ground. There's no removal of rocks or weeds. There's no plowing. There's no carefully positioning of the seeds. There's no use of fertilizer. This farmer simply goes out and starts throwing seed all over the place in every direction. And so some of the seed falls on the path. Some of the seed falls among the rocky soil. Some falls among the thorns. And some falls on the good soil. And of course, most of this seed goes to waste. The birds come and they eat the seed on the path. The seed that falls on the rocky soil sprouts up quickly, but then it withers and dies. And the seed that falls among the thorns are choked out, but still there's some of that seed that falls on the good soil and the crop produces an abundant harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold. This parable, I think, makes us ask the question, what kind of farmer is this? What kind of sower is this? Who would waste their time and their money and their resources just going out and throwing seed all over the place? It kind of seems foolish and irresponsible. It seems like a lot of wasted effort. A survey from last April in 2022 says that the average educated American forgets about 40% of what they learned in school. And they use just about 37% of what they learned in school in their everyday life on average. So if you're a teacher out there and you're hearing that, you're thinking that's a lot of wasted effort. 
you're going to forget most of what we teach you. And yet, our teachers, they show up every day. They patiently teach their students. They attempt new approaches. They learn different ways of explanation. And if you're a teacher, you can probably attest to this. Every now and then, there's a student who will look at you and their eyes will light up. You can see the light bulb turn on. And they get it. Something that you communicated with them sinks in. They understand it. They've learned something, something that's going to stick with them. And then all of a sudden it feels like it's all worth it. You've been throwing seed out there. Some's been hitting the rocky soil. Some's been, some's been hitting the, uh, the thorns. But every once in a while it'll hit that good soil and the kids will get it. They'll understand. They'll learn something. You know, uh, it's not just for teachers, but I think we all experience things like that. Sometimes we feel like we're just spinning our wheels. Like what we're doing doesn't really make that big of an impact. What we're doing doesn't really make that much of a difference. But the Reverend Tom Long offers us words of encouragement when we feel like we've wasted our time and our efforts. He says, keep on spreading the seed. Keep on preaching the gospel and showing the compassion of the kingdom in ways we do not always know and in places we cannot always see. Even now, the great harvest of God is growing rich and full in the fields. Now, unfortunately, all of this is completely lost on the disciples. They hear this parable from Jesus and they don't know the meaning behind it. They don't understand. And so they go to Jesus and they privately ask him about it later. And Jesus essentially says, look, this is really surfaces of the soil. Uh, they are a reference of people's response to the word. The seed that falls on the path is like those who hear the gospel, but then Satan comes and steals it away. The seed that falls on the rocky ground is when people joyfully receive the gospel, but they don't have roots. So it doesn't last long. The seed that falls among the thorns is like when people hear the gospel, but then they get so distracted by things of the world, things that don't really matter. And it doesn't bear any fruit. And in the end, it's only those who hear the gospel, the word of God, who receive it, who live it out. Those are the only ones who produce a good harvest. And so as we think about the different surfaces, the path, the rocks, the thorns, and the good soil, it causes us to ask the question, well, what kind of soil am I? Do I have rich and fertile soil? Do I have good roots? Does my life produce a good harvest? It's a good question. It's an important question. We have to ask ourselves that question. But as one theologian, David Roberts, says, it doesn't matter what kind of soil you are. God doesn't care either. Because God is the sower. And God doesn't stop sowing the seeds of divine love because the soil isn't perfect. Rather, God is busy sowing indiscriminately, irresponsibly, irrationally. This parable is a reminder that it doesn't matter if your faith is dried up or withered. God is still sowing love and always will. God is the relentless and lavish sower. This parable teaches us that God continues to work in our lives. God continues to be a sower that is scattering seed. God continues to spread a message of hope, love, and peace. 
And we continue to grow as God sows that word in our hearts. We can plant. We can water. Growth comes from God. In other words, it's our job sometimes to plant those seeds, but it's up to God to give the growth. In an interview, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Anglican priest, uh, Justin Welby, talked about the importance of discipleship. He says, we do not share the good news of the gospel to ensure the survival of the church. That is God's business. But we tell the good news of the gospel because it's such good news. God scatters the seed in hopes. Everyone will respond. Now, most of us wouldn't waste much time throwing seed on rocky soil. God throws seed there anyway. God shares the gospel with us even when we are among the rocky and thorny soil. This parable is not so much about us trying to be the right kind of soil as it is an invitation to join God in the work of sowing seeds in people's lives indiscriminately, irresponsibly, and rationally. God's love is so abundant that it reaches out to all corners, to all places, and to all people. So let us go out sowing seeds of God's hope and love. Let's pray. Let me God call us together as your people. Transform us with your love. Transform our hearts so that we may generously love you and your people. Transform our eyes so that we may see your grace. Transform our hands so that we may serve others. Transform our spirits so that we may be the body of Christ. As your people, we are gathered here to worship and we are sent out to serve. Amen.